Hi, welcome to Hocus Pocus, it's Focus Podcast. I'm Susie. And I'm Dee. And we are two witchy friends opening up the broom closet door. So if you have any questions about your spiritual or anything metaphysical, we are here for you. Does that throw you off? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I hear the girls. They're, they're calling I hear them. And I'm like, Chai is climbing up that spring door. So I'm like, oh, hang on. Okay, but so let's jump into this focus, yeah. focus. Let's focus. <laughs> We're winging it. I'm trying there to do go. my new like intro so I can memorize it. Um, but for our audience, like we we open up that broom closet door. So we're here for you. And Dee has her beautiful children's meowing in the background. And by children, we she has two fur baby cats. So I can just hear them. This one is she. What's up, Chai? This one, y'all. This one told me she's Chai. She's a little shy. She's not going to do anything. This cat is a terror. Look at her. She's so sweet. It's a facade. <laughs> Don't let that. That's how that got me. I, I know. And it's, I told Dee the other day, because you had posted um, a reel, right? Like the yeah. first one made you want to get a second one. I was like, that's exactly what like parents say about their firstborn. So, oh, I, that's the reason why I stole it from. I stole it from a Facebook uh, reel. Uh-huh. They looked at their first child, like the, the one that made me want to have 12, 12 kids. And then they're like, the one that made me stop at two. And it was the second born. And she was like all covered in chocolate. Like the first one was all pristine. Yeah, y'all. That's too funny. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Really- stop. Well, we are uh, getting closer and closer to <laughs> Halloween. And Dia de los Muertos. So we decided to chit chat to you guys about cemetery do's and don'ts and graveyard dirt. Since we know Which a lot. I will let you tell me all about graveyard dirt because I have a deep, maybe it's like the inner Mexican in me. Uh huh. I don't. Okay. Let me just tell you guys a story. So, little quick story about, oh my God. How long have I been around four years ago? Yeah, it was four years ago. I had the Sequoia and I had just left home. And um, me and Carlos had decided to go to the graveyard, to Concordia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I was planning something with Michelle and I was like, I need to be in this area, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, we went through all the graveyard in the daylight. And then somehow along the bench, he found a bracelet and I'm like don't you dare give that to me he gave it to me of course and I had it somewhere in the car but I don't like taking anything from the graveyard like yeah even if it's just like some random kid that left their pretty little solar system like crystal or anything like that I just don't because Mexican me will be like the the ghost will follow you home beware of hitchhiking ghosts you know yeah that's but, yeah that's and it's not even like a Mexican or Hispanic thing it, it's just um good etiquette not to take anything yeah see I, you're talking to the man that you know had yeah. no 
was no superstitious. He's just like, well, what? It, it, it's here, here. And he gifted to me, man. I cleansed the shit out of it. But yeah, no. Did you? Oh, well, I guess because you cleansed it, you didn't feel any. No, I smell. I saged that shit because especially it's Concordia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you guys don't know, Google. Um, Concordia. Concordia. I was going to say Concordia. <laughs> Concordia Cemetery. And it's going to pop up. It's going to pop up. So that would be interesting for us to do another segment on. But <coughs> yeah, that that cemetery is. It is. Just so you guys know, Richard Ramirez was known to do some like stuff there. That's how it's like this big, huge, like. It's a really, really old cemetery when you walk it. So, but that's another reason why I want, we wanted to do this segment or this episode. So that we can. Yeah, because honestly, here's the thing. and, And I've always had this thing with graveyards that. I don't think that they're, they should be haunted. Granted, that's not what happens, you know, right? Right. When you die, here's what I think. Like when you die, wherever your body was when it last died, that's where the energy stays. It's kind of like a. So every time that I would hear people like wanting to go do rituals in the cemetery or they wanted to get scared, I'm like, that's their last resting place. Like that's not where they, that's not where they suffered you know like the suffering was done somewhere else right like to rest there Mm -hmm. oh yeah I can see that well let's jump into it so um did you want me to start with graveyard dirt or do you want me just to do like the cemeteries no I'm interested in graveyard dirt like because I I was doing some brief research on that one Mm because I'm just gonna chime in here and there Mm -hmm. Uh, at least this season y'all I'm gonna chime in here or there sporadically um but. I don't I don't work with graveyard dirt. I don't really do graveyard magic. I just know it's and I think we did this last year where right when we come around Samhain and Halloween, people start doing things or messing around with things that they don't really know. But that's why we're here, you know, to shed some insight. But also last year, Dee really talked about black cats and how they don't adopt them or sell them because people do very, you know, they sacrifice, they just do very bad things to these animals. And the same goes to when you're respecting a space, you know? So, um, okay. So why graveyards? Uh, graveyards are amazing places for magical work for several reasons. Uh, cemeteries are a shared spiritual space. Okay. It doesn't belong to one group or one religion. Okay. The, what everybody has in common is death. (laughs) So um, we're all, you know, mixed in together there, unless you are specifically buried somewhere, you know, but no matter what was said or done, like that's just a place where people go, um, whether you're religious, not you're a witch or pagan, you're just a normal person. um, That's where we go to and something just clicked to me about what D said, but that's where we go to visit, right? Our, our lost loved ones. But it's also interesting how you said D that you don't think that, you know, cemeteries or graveyards are haunted because that's not, that's the final resting place of someone. And I'm sure if you guys, if y'all drive or if you've taken a drive and sometimes you'll see like 
a little memorial, like on the side of a road, like when someone has passed, like maybe in an accident and people go there to remember or bring awareness of what happened. So um, burial places are also the few types of land that is that is mostly immune to commercial redevelopment. So when I was researching and I saw that, I was like straight to poltergeist. Have you seen the movie, that really old movie? There's the babies, no, poltergeist, um, where they there's a new development, new neighborhood, and they move in. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, the dad was like, you built it over a cemetery. You just moved the headstones. You didn't move the bodies. So that's, you know, that's our way of just, you know, giving the dead a place to rest. So let me and see. And it's actually an interesting place because that's what we always hear. Um, I was listening to watching Will Shatner's mm -hmm. Mysteries. Mm -hmm. And they talk about Indian burial sites, like the graveyards too that that's where mm -hmm. a lot of spirits you shouldn't do those things but honestly that's just etiquette right like that's a no-brainer for whoever yeah. yeah I don't I really want to know you have to be really insensitive to be like I'm gonna build it like if anybody were to build it over Concordia you know there's bodies there's things they're just you mm -hmm. just don't I personally think, but then again, common sense is it. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like, um, is, hello. Yeah. Common sense um, is yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not common. Common sense isn't common. You know what I mean? Um, so what about graveyard dirt? Dirt is a really great tool and it's really underestimated on what you can do to elevate either your spiritual experience or practice or your ritual practice. Um, dirt can really help you get grounded. Obviously it's earth energy and all of that goodness can come from it, but I'm going to go into practices of graveyard dirt and their workings. Um, I don't every, remember every religion or spiritual practice in different regions will use it for different things. So just know that there was an array of information, but I'm trying to condense it as much as I could. So graveyard dirt is a powerful symbolic tool and it's used to aid in alchemy and rituals to represent sacred element of earth. Um, it was, it's used to communicate and honor ancestors. It can be used to heal from family trauma. You can use it to seek guidance from, you know, your beloved people or friends um, from the dead beyond the veil. So witches, shamans, spiritual practitioners, they also favor graveyard dirt when, it, when we need to banish spells and protect themselves in all forms of negativity, harm, evil, evil eye, all that stuff. So for an example, it would, it can help you guard against you know, gossiping, the evil eyes, someone's just harassing you, um, ending toxic or abusive relationships. Um, you can carry it around you for protection um, and attract us to empaths, you know, uh, in our practices. Breaking and removing of hexes, curses, jinx, cross conditions, bad luck, 
um, all of that, it can help you, but it can, all, and obviously, you know, we're thinking about graveyard dirt. So um, we think of that protection, right? But you can also right. use it for prosperity and abundance. You can use it for luck and attraction, new love, scrying, connecting with your higher self or higher realms or ancestral or spirit communication. You can also use it to remove uh, blockages and trauma healing, like I said, and it's really, really good for shadow work. Mm -hmm. It's good for opening um, new doors and new opportunities. But the main thing it helps is, you know, setting that highest intention um, and helping getting self-help, but using that, that and with divination and really coming um, into that spiritual practice with your ancestors. And of course, we're, it, you can just use the graveyard dirt, but once you start incorporating your herbs or your crystals or anything else, candle magic, you know, color magic, all of that will amplify that. But how do you collect it? And that's where I was thinking about the do's and don'ts, right? Um, but you don't, and I'm just going to read this straight from my notes. You don't have to use dirt from a grave to start incorporating earth element. Okay. I just wanted to say that right away. The things that I listed, it doesn't just come from graveyard dirt. Okay. Cause I don't want everybody or people running to their cemetery and just grabbing it. You know, um, you can just use dirt, you know, you can use even churchyard dirt, you know, cemetery dirt. Um, but this this and also with valerian, which I have in my notes, is an herb most commonly used to treat um, when you're feeling sluggish or anything like that. There valerian are many, yeah. also really good for when you want to sleep. Yes. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that that'll knock you out <laughs> if you ingest it. Right. I'm not telling you it, valerian. No, I'm not telling you to ingest the dirt. <laughs> valerian will it, it, it'll lull you into a nice deep sleep. Um, but it is pungent. Smells like feet. It smells like feet. It is when I bought Valerian, I did not know how strong it smelled. And when I got hit, I was like, holy crap. So I, I need to put like rose and other elements into my Valerian to, to have that tea. Cause man, it, it hits you, you know, <laughs> right in the nostrils. Well, mi mamá decía abuela pies. That's what it, it's a very pungent smell. It is. I have a question and you're yeah. probably, you're going to probably talk about it in your notes, but um, what do you use graveyard dirt for? Is it for curses? Is it for like, when does a spell cast or like ask for graveyard dirt? Or graveyard dirt specifically. So magic or is it bad magic it's both right and remember there's no good or bad or light or dark magic it's just what is your intention with it and like the stuff I had just said before I mean if you feel um and you've taken all the other steps like grounding and protecting <laughs> yourself and all that other stuff where you where you're either feeling sluggish not yourself you just feel like someone has thrown something at you um, that's when you can specifically use graveyard dirt and you can use it. You can put it in a sachet, um, leave it in your car, leave it on your person, put it in a little, you know, a little jar and that will help you with those conditions. So 
you can banish things away from you or you can call it in. It's okay. just that that earth energy is so rich and you can do so much with it. And right. it's literally all around us. It's just that the graveyard dirt specifically, um, when you ask and you go through the correct, you know, channeling, it can really help you because now you're asking like those spirits, right? Like, or ancestors. I really feel that I'm always having to protect myself. So if you don't mind, I would love to take some of this graveyard dirt from you. Please assist me. Um, and in exchange for something else, even if it's a flat a flower or some coins, or you just take them some water or you clean the headstone, those are all a very good offering in exchange for that graveyard dirt. But you can't just be like, hey, I'm going to take this dirt. I hope you don't mind. Here's some water really channel it in because you don't want to be disrespectful. I know none of you would like if someone just came and be like, Hey, I'm going to like grab all these roses from your beautiful rose bush here. And like, here's 50 cents. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just want to, you want to be respectful, respectful. And you really want to focus that energy on what you need and do your research, you know, um, always asking permission and assistance before you take graveyard dirt. That's why uh, along with the cemetery do's and don'ts, you don't just take things, you know, from anyone's headstone or whatnot, or move it. Because if I were to leave, I don't know, let's say this bracelet in exchange, you know, I would expect that to be there for that person for whatever reason. And if it's not there, when I came back, I would hope, you know, well, whoever took it, maybe they needed it or, or whatnot, you know, they got called to it is what I was, I haven't really incorporated graveyard dirt at all in any of my practice. I'll use regular earth, but I haven't used it. I don't know if you have at all. We know of the two of us, you're the most advanced witch. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say, I think I, I, I here's I the thing do more you know what I mean like I experiment more you do experiment or I will go through periods where I'm like okay let's do this but I usually come back to a practice either by doing tarot or wanting to do that during mm -hmm. sour it's usually right. doing for me um but I'm curious mm -hmm. as to like to like to great and here's the reason why because it just it just clicked in my head right now um when we're talking about graveyards and one of the episodes that we're going to record to record later on is going to be day of the dead right and it's the cleaning so just to touch base it goes by culture by culture mm -hmm. in mexico they honor the dead during the time, like from the 31st all the way to the 2nd of November. Well, technically it starts happening till I think the 27th of October. Mm -hmm. Right. You go to the site, you clean up the graves, you polish up the headstones, you know, and it's just that I think that's the one place where I think Mexico just sees, that's what I'm telling you. Like, I don't understand when people want to go to graveyards to like cuss ruckus because of Mexico we go and that's where we that's where our 
our loved ones are that's their final resting place and for right. David, like where they come back and they visit us for mm-hmm. for those times right so I think great back the, okay in Mexico you might not have such a hard time like asking for graveyard dirt but then again get into different otros prácticas que son pueden ser santaria and it just gets that's where not good or bad when I say this because we've established this mm-hmm. but some people when they do those it's a matter of like you have a spell and it gets tainted by the ill and ill will of the person casting it or forging it or delivering it honestly whichever one you want to do right so what happens um can and this is for me like if mm-hmm. you get if you get cursed with that like how can you how can you protect yourself like if I grabbed graveyard dirt to curse you. Like, what would you do? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I do, and I really do want to. I really do want to do another um, hexing and cursing episode. Yeah. But it's really important. I mean, you can find out, right? So there's different ways that you can find out if you've been hexed, cursed, or jinxed, um, or just been thrown. One, you can do an egg cleanse. But in order to get rid of the hex, like you have you you need to either do it yourself or go to someone you trust and ask the question, like, have I been hexed? Have I been cursed? Right. That's the first initial question. And, um, you'll probably be able to narrow down some people, but if you're doing this for yourself, it's like, you know, is this person a family member? Yes or no. Is it a friend? Is it a coworker? Is it an ex? And if, if you get, you know, yeses from there, then you start going through and you can actually, if you do the egg cleansing or a smoke cleanse, um, usually cleansing baths are really good, but it's, it's a hygiene. So you got to continue to do the work. It might take a few times, you know, in order to get like a clean egg, you know, or um, just to feel back to normal, but you can, you need to start putting up your protections, but you yourself can go to the cemetery, ask your ancestors or whomever you're visiting, because it's, it's always best to go to someone that, you know, you know what I mean? Or at least, you know, if someone, if there's like a, a headstone that's just calling to you and you see that person, maybe do research, who's this person? Why am I drawn over here? And then maybe, and then ask them, like, do the exchange, talk to them, you know, even if you're not saying it out loud, if you mind. And just, you know, I need help. You know, I'm getting hexed or I'm getting cursed by this one person. I really need guidance and protection and maybe either throw this back at them or just cleanse and rid me of it. I just don't even want to deal with. And then of course you can do cord cuttings as well. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, you don't need a lot. Okay. Everyone, a little goes a long way. Is what I have in my notes for sure. Um, know someone. Um, oh, here's something I did find in a different article. There's a second option um, to use dirt from the grave of someone you may have not known personally, but who is known to you. So there was an example here from this article. Soil from a famous writer's grave could be used to inspire a creative spark. 
earth from the grave of a wealthy person might be incorporated into a spell for prosperity. But what I'm going to say as a caveat right there is you need to go and do research on this person. What were their values? Do they align with you as well as maybe that company? You know what I mean? Because a lot of times people that were really wealthy, you don't know what they did in order to get there. So really, 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 truly do your research. But I thought that was interesting. I never thought of like going to a famous writer or famous or someone where like I, I, I knew of them, but we didn't have a personal connection and maybe sitting there and just having a discussion. I have writer's block or I really, you know, look up to you, blah, 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 blah. I'm having a block. Imagine how many people go to Edgar Allan Poe's like gravesite. Oh, I didn't even think about that. that. That's just what it just sparked. It just falls out mind. But um, as soon as you said that, I'm like, hang on, let me go find the nearest rich person. Let me see if I can go. Yeah, <laughs> we, we want to be careful. <laughs> that's why I put that caveat. It wasn't in the article, but I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's great. But, you know, rich people, not not all of course, but you need to do your research. Yeah, because, no. yeah, you don't know. We don't know. Here's the thing. You you lose a lot of um, in Spanish is scrupulos like values your morals uh, mm-hmm. once you climb up the the ladder of success whatever that looks like you you do mm-hmm. but and then always say thank you at the end so did here's an interesting one so on the do's and don'ts of the graveyard mm-hmm. I saw and this was interesting. It's don't don't use mirrors. So there's a lot of superstition <laughs> regarding cemeteries, like not wearing anything new or taking photographs. But the one of the most people still seem to follow is avoiding bringing mirrors into a cemetery. Mirrors are devices that blur the line between physical and spirit world. Yeah. And this goes even for mirrors in your house. Remember I said, you want to lock your mirrors? That makes a lot of sense. Oh, my notes just disappeared. Don't step on in-ground graves, markers instead of headstones, self-washes. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they're dead and you're like, oops, I'm sorry. Not to be hey. disrespectful. Because even when I was at a funeral recently, um, it was very, there's no, like, there was no walkway and the way that the cars were parked, like I had to like, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to walk on everybody's graves, you know, gravesite and to just to get to the place to where they were having the ceremony. <laughs> so right away, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause there's no other way around it. And you know, they're gonna... is it at the, did you do it at the, like Socorro? Like no, Socorro? actually this was at, um, um, oh my God, Fort Bliss Cemetery. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. There's no walkway yeah. and then it's just the road. And since it was a lot of us, we all parked over, but I mean, there's people driving <laughs> and I was just like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But yeah. They understand you guys. I mean, obviously it's not, unless you're just like deliberately like horsing around on top of their gravesite, you know. It tells you do not sit on the, get, on the headstones. Yeah. Interesting no. fact. I will tell you a fun fact. 
Did you know why they put headstones? Well, why? Why Indians used to put headstones on their graves? Mm -mm. It's to avoid the spirit from lifting up. Oh. So. I don't know that. Yeah. I so yeah, and therefore folklore or once a spirit is laid to rest, you put something heavy on it. It's kind of like when you want something to sink and you just want it to stay there. Because if you didn't, it would be free to kind of roam both the other world and there would be unrest. Oh, useless trivia, but yes, that's no, that's that's good. I do want to note, um, since we're now we're going into cemetery do's and don'ts. Um, and I, I learned this really late. I had, when I was doing a lot of research on this prior, but every cemetery has a spirit known as a gatekeeper. And maybe some of you guys already knew this, but I did it and they act as a protector and they watch over the other spirits that are buried there. So when you enter the cemetery, there is a gatekeeper there and it's like, they're the first spirit that you're going to encounter when you enter the cemetery, whether you knew that or not. Um, so there, it's a good idea to bring an offering to the gatekeeper who is constantly working to oversee all the spirits buried there. Um, coins, flowers, herbs, or whatever, any goods. Um, but even if you don't have anything physical to bring, just in music, um, or you can state, you know, I'm here to visit so-and-so-and-so-and-so, and, so and, so and, so. and um, my offering is going to be cleaning of not only the person I'm visiting gravestone, but maybe the person next to me or wherever, or whoever it looks like it's not, it's lacking. So I just want to throw that tidbit in there before I forget or we lose time. So where do you put it? Like, where do you put it? Right the at the entrance, like right at the gate. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It's, I don't, and I never noticed, I don't think, you know, there's going to, it's going to say like gatekeeper or anything like that. It's just known, you know, that there's, there's a gatekeeper there. So you can just leave it at the gate or you can just say, you know what, I'm going to leave your offering by the headstone since maybe there's no place for you to put it. And of course, even if when you're with others, if you're in the broom closet or things of that nature, even if you're just, you're just speaking to it, right? Like in your mind, you know, and your energy is, it, it dispels out you guys. So it doesn't always have to be said out loud. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know if you had any, anything else about, okay. Do's and don'ts or is yeah, the, the do it's be respectful to other visitors. So one of the most important rules, and this is a rule of thumb for a good human being, but again, common sense isn't common, y'all. Um, graveyards all have their own set of rules set by their caretakers, and those typically include things like keeping the volume down, controlling your children that you may have, and generally not disturbing the public. So it's kind of like walking into a museum. That's how I see like the graveyard. Yeah. It's very not somber but it's respectful it's the same thing you don't want to be loud because you don't know who's mourning who's here who hasn't grieved or is continuing Mm -hmm. to grieve even years past Mm -hmm. so children not letting them play on the headstones or anything like that right these mirrors 
do try to stick to the grave sites that are over a hundred years old. So tired mm -hmm. that are no longer open to new burials. Furthermore, it's considered respectfully to only hang out at grave sites that where the person was buried at least a hundred years ago. Not only is it respectful to the person buried there, but it's also a precaution to avoid disturbing a site that frequently visited by the deceased family and friends. So if you do go to a grave site, if you're going to hang out, not just to go mourn your love, your loved ones, especially, I think we don't have that here. Mm -hmm. We do have that here in El Paso, but around the world, yeah, we have old, beautiful grave sites, you know, mm -hmm. like in well, the UK or anything like that, but you know, nobody's there. Right. Um, and with that note, I mean, a lot of these things, it's, it, it's not even like, oh, a witchy thing or a spiritual thing. It's just every, every cemetery and graveyard, they're going to have their own set of mundane rules, like no running, obviously, you know, and it would, it's a good practice to know those first, you know, like they have hours, you know, most, most of them have hours of I don't know, hours of operation, I guess, but so you don't want to go after hours and then it's like, oh, but you know, I'm a witch or whatever. And I need to go at like midnight, whatever, but you run the risk of being there with, you know, in case you run into people well, first breaking the law, you know what I mean? So we don't want to do that, but remember it's, it's your spiritual practice. It doesn't just because you read it somewhere. doesn't mean that it has to be done at that time. You know, it's not conducive to what you're doing. So just to throw in there, the mundane rules are very important as well as the spiritual ones and don't litter this oh, almost obviously yeah or pick up litter or pull a weed out you know you can leave coins also as a sign of respect that's for them to um kind of cross over right sometimes or for mm -hmm. their have you heard and i think we have time but i just when yeah. you were, when you, they say, when you're driving right. past the cemetery or you're, you're walking by, you're supposed to hold oh, your breath or don't yawn because if you yawn or you talk, then the, <laughs> there runs a risk of the spirit coming into you. I was like, I don't know why we think those things, but, um, also not whistling because you tempt death. I didn't know that. I want to do an episode on whistling because there's a whole, I went down another rabbit hole, but the whole whistling thing was crazy. Wow. Okay. No, I didn't know about the whistling thing. There's just so many things that you can't, that it's like anything, you know, somebody, there's a niche for it, or right. there's a saying for it, or there's a whole plethora like of what you should and shouldn't do. Right. And, uh, I'm just going to say this because I was just like looking at these cats right here. Mm-hmm. I think cats who roam in graveyards are 100%. You should not fuck with that cat. Yeah. Or any animal, I think, wherever yeah. you live. Yeah. They're probably a guardian themselves or you never know. So Someone I'm like thinking, familiar. I'm like, that's a really ballsy cat or dog or whatever is roaming in that graveyard. You're like, I don't care. Mm. Food for I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, that's our little spiel on graveyard dirt. Where you can use, what is it? how you can use it, don't use it, and our do's and don'ts for the cemetery. Just, you know, be, be respectful. Be, yeah, be, be, a good, be a good person. You know, you don't need to be starting no bonfires. You know, or you we do. Or, 
What? Yeah, you go communicate, D. Don't be scared. <laughs> no, no, no. Or Ouija boards, because I've always heard that. You know, what? Where you go bring the Ouija board to go talk to the spirits and all. You need to protect yourself. I think if you're going to do any kind of divination, I think you you need, well, always protect yourself, but I think you need to like make sure that you're not. No, no, no. And I think that 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 happens usually during the, during the time of of Halloween, everybody wants to go do some new, um, so and so I heard it like Bloody Mary. Oh Yeah. We'll hang around in the cemetery to see who gets spooked first. It's like mm-hmm. it's that adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's the adrenaline rush. But honestly, you don't know what you're gonna. And I'm a big fan of of the haunted mansion. It's like beware of hitchhiking ghosts because they will. Oh fall yeah. Mm-hmm. My door. Oh okay. Well, on that note, our wonderful audience, thank you so much um, for your support. Hit the like button, do all that good stuff because it helps us reach a broader audience. And we hope you have, we would love to hear any spooky stories you may have or um, if you use graveyard during your practice. But until next time, we will catch you later. Bye.